Hey guys, it's Rachel and welcome to another episode of the podcast and a conversation about spirituality, consciousness, intuition, how we can tap into something bigger than ourselves, how we can learn to listen to that voice inside of us, how we can understand our bodies and how pain manifests in our bodies. We are talking about all kinds of things this week because I'm really excited to welcome back one of our most popular guests of the show, which is my friend Kimberly Lucas. Kim is, I guess the easiest way to describe her is as an energy healer, but she's so much more than that. I, When I'm sending one of my friends to her, I always say that meeting with Kimberly is like going to a therapist, but that therapist is also tapping into like your ancestors and your spirit guides. And she's so wise and has really helped me in my healing journey. And she's one of those people that I'm really lucky to get to be friends with in real life. And when we go out and grab coffee, we always have the most interesting conversations. And we were meant to do that. This week, we were meant to go grab coffee and be friends and just catch up. And the night before, we were texting back and forth about all of the things that we wanted to talk about. And she and I are both really interested in our bodies and pain. And we both have experienced healing of pain in our bodies where the pain was emotional, not physical. And so we were talking back and forth in text. And I was sharing a book with her and she was sharing one with me. And then I just had this intuition. I was like, oh, okay, dude, could we just get coffee and then come back to my house and just record a podcast? Essentially, could we have the conversation we would have had otherwise, but just record it? And she was so gracious. was like, yes, absolutely. And what you're going to hear now is that conversation. It was meant to be 45 minutes. We talked for an hour and a half. And so I'm going to break it into two parts. But I really think that no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, whether you're very far along, whether you've just begun to sort of seek and learn more about that inner knowing, that still small voice inside of you, or whether you have never considered any of this before and you're just starting, I think, I hope, my fingers are crossed, that you'll find this conversation really interesting. And what we cover most in this first part is pain in the body. So for both of us, separately, before we knew each other, we had both experienced different types of pain that, like most people, we learn to treat with ibuprofen, with medicine, with different modalities, but the pain never really went away. The pain never went away until we understood that it wasn't a physical problem, it was an emotional one. Because our emotions sort of get stuck inside our body, and if we don't clear them, they manifest as physical ailments. The word disease literally is dis-ease. You have dis-ease in your body and sort of it manifests. So sometimes the pain in your body is because you actually physically hurt yourself. You broke a bone or you have an actual problem. But for us, we have experienced a lot of healing, healing our hearts and our emotions and past traumas. And that's what we started the conversation about today in the hopes that if any of you are experiencing some of the things that we went through and you have met with every doctor and you've tried every route and nobody can really come up with an answer, 
it's possible that what's happening is actually an emotional pain, not a physical one. So that's what we're going to start the conversation about today. I really hope that it blesses you and that you find something in it that is helpful. And this is my conversation with my friend, Kimberly Lucas. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Will you explain to me how you, like you were feeling something in your throat and then you balanced it for yourself? Yes. As we're about to start this, <laughs> I started coughing and I could feel <coughs> like right now, oh, they're wanting me to give an example. That's oh, why. So they're okay. using my body. Got it. <coughs> oh yeah. Throat chakra, definitely coming up. So when we have emotions in our body, um, trapped within our seven centers or chakras, mine in particular, what's happening right now in my throat chakra. And there's an emotion in there. And so as we're starting this, I told Ra- asked Rachel, Rachel, let me just balance myself real quick because um, something's in my throat. I'm coughing. It just doesn't feel clear. And as I was balancing myself, I'm still trying to figure out what it is, but I think they wanted me to save it for the podcast. I'm going through my chakras and um, there's fear in my throat chakra and it's towards a female, but it's my present self. So I'm doing this through muscle testing. It's off body muscle testing. Anyone can do it. And your body, it knows how to heal itself. You just have to talk to it. Right. It knows, it knows everything. You just have to talk to it. So right now I'm talking to my body. (laughs) She's telling me what's going on. And she's telling me I have fear speaking my truth to a female. So now we need to be specific. Okay, is it a family member? She says no. Is it a friend? I get yes. Is it one of my friends? Yes. Is it Rachel? No. <laughs> Good. My fault. You can be scared if you want. Is it my higher self? Is it myself? No. So what you guys can't see is that um, Kimberly's sitting here and she's actually doing, I I think we gave, yeah, I think we gave, I think you showed this in our first podcast together. You actually showed what this looks like, which is available on YouTube. Did we show it? Yeah. I think I definitely, yeah, you can see you doing it in the video. Well, and if not, there's, um, on YouTube, there's, they'll teach you how to do muscle testing. Mm. Just type in self muscle testing and they'll teach you how to do self muscle testing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's funny because they've had a lot of different healers or what's the what's the um kines- is it kinesiology? kinesiology. Yeah, I've had yep. things like that done. And I feel like I get the most insight if I can just sit and be quiet with myself. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes the trying to do muscle testing or things like that then 
the perfection. I'm like, I'm doing this wrong or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's like, not for everyone. Yeah. If I could just sit and be quiet, I can usually figure out what's going on. And if you just, just sit and quiet and just feel, yeah, it's the very first thing that surfaces. Right. It's the very first thing. That's our intuition. She's, it's getting our attention. The very first thing that surfaces, that's what's going on. Okay. That feels like a really good piece of advice for people listening, because I think one of the questions I get a ton, and I know you get a ton, is women especially not understanding how to be in touch with their intuition, how to Mm -hmm. listen to that gut. Because I actually had someone ask this question recently. They called into the hotline on the podcast and they were like, wait, is it the first thing I think? Or is it then later when I talk myself out of that thing? Is that the intuition? I was like, oh, bless. This is what I love to teach. And the intuition is the very first thing that you feel. Mm. The very first thing. And then the ego will try to come in and try to flip it. Can we explain, okay, we're going to come back to this conversation, but can we explain the ego really quickly? Because I find myself referencing a lot And I don't know that I have the language to properly, I think that when people hear ego, they think egotistical, but that's not what we mean. Ego is separation. Mm. So anytime we feel separate from something or someone, or if we feel separate from the universe, feel separate from God, feel separate, it's, ego's very simple, is separation. Mm. Isn't, to, to some extent though, it's like, it's, how we perceive ourselves to be versus what we actually are. Or I, I, I see clearly what you mean by separation because I think of like separation from your true self. Right. But in a way, like if someone's listening to this and they have no spiritual knowledge, they yeah. haven't been on this journey at all, I would sort of describe it as it's like who you think you are, who the world thinks mm-hmm. you are, who you believe you're supposed to be. Correct. Instead of like who God made you be this like being, I, I, you guys can't see me, but I'm like holding my hands over my like solar plexus in my stomach because that's where I feel like our intuition and our true self lies. So when we say ego, we're like, oh, you're trying to please a version of you that's not actually true and authentic. Exactly. Yeah. And the ego is also a protective mechanism. Absolutely. Yeah. It's honestly, I think... On my own spiritual journey, one of the most important questions I learned to ask myself is like, is this my ego talking? And got to tell you, 99.9% of the time, it is. <laughs> it is ego. It's like a really big practice to learn to step away from it. Yes. And a simple, uh, especially if someone is so new, what is my intuition? What is my ego? Because it can become very confusing is... If you're in a dilemma in life and you need to make a choice to know what is coming from a place of truth, your intuition, a great question to ask yourself, will it serve my highest good to dot, 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 fill in the blank. The very first thing you hear is your intuition. Yeah, that's good. So will it serve my highest good? And then fill in the blank. Knowing what's going to serve your highest good that is the intuition. Mm, like, will it serve my highest good to agree to do this thing? Will it serve my highest Correct. good to take this job? Will it serve Correct. my highest good? You do this when I'm like, where should we go get coffee? And you're like, mm. <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of my favorite things to sort of behold as your friend is yeah. how 
you, at least from my perspective, it seems like you really check in with that intuition for everything. Everything. Now, did you grow up that way? So I've always had a strong intuition. I just never knew the extent of it until um, I took my first course called the Walla Method. And that's what really got me into what I'm doing now on the spiritual side. But I never knew the the strength of my intuition until, until I started really tapping into healing my trauma mm. and healing my body because my body was in so much pain. I had all these stomach issues, thyroid issues, acne, UTIs, like you name it. And no one could figure out what was happening until I took this course called the Walla Method and it started teaching me that there's trapped emotions in the body, that the trapped emotions in our body, if you don't address them, they will manifest into something physical to get your attention. Yes. And what strengthened my intuition is the more I started working on myself, healing myself, I started tapping deeper within myself. Yes. So I was no longer separate. I started becoming more one with myself. Right. It's like... I'm just trying to, I have this instinct that we really need to speak to those people today that are like at the very beginning of a spiritual journey, or maybe they're just curious, or maybe they have no idea what we're talking about or why they're still listening to this conversation. So I will say from myself, I was raised very um, strictly inside of the church and all of sort of the perceptions that came with that. And I was absolutely taught that anything that I would now perceive to be a spiritual practice or a learning was evil was from the devil. Mm -hmm. So I was raised to believe like if someone had intuition, if someone was a psychic, if someone practiced yoga, talked about chakras, basically in our church, anything that wasn't our church was evil. Mm -hmm. And that if you're raising that long enough, that is, man, that's ingrained in you for a very long time. And so I, until I was an adult, I remember being an adult. This sounds so stupid what I'm about to say, but it's true. <laughs> being a grown adult, and I remember that I had three boys. So this is, um, uh, Ford was a baby. So it's got to be nine years ago. So not, like I was 30 years old. Yeah. Okay. Um, going to a Halloween party in our neighborhood, and there was a tarot card reader there. And being like, I'm going to get my tarot read. And feeling (laughs) like I was doing the naughtiest thing Mm -hmm. and that probably I was going to be possessed by a demon Mm -hmm. because I was doing tarot. Mm -hmm. And it was so crazy. Like I did it sort of as like a gimmick. Yeah. And then there were just a couple things that she said that I was like, oh, wow, that's really insightful. And that, I know it sounds cheesy, but that was really like, I did it and it didn't change my belief system about yeah. God and I wasn't struck down and I yeah. wasn't demon possessed. Yeah. And I, it was just little bits like that. I'm so glad you, you brought this up, Rachel, because I work with a lot of in, individuals with this and how they grew up on a very strict, strict religion, you know, and they're terrified, mm-hmm. terrified. And how I help guide them, it's not me helping, I'm assisting, I'm assisting guiding them, is that if something doesn't feel good, if something doesn't feel right, like something feels off, don't go there. Yeah. But if it feels light and if it brings you joy and it just feels, it feels good, 
That's God. Yeah. The lightness, it's like the you light. just said that, that is so, that is so real. It It's like your body, it's like, a, like you've been holding a boulder and it comes off your shoulders. Yep. When I have had experiences, even doing meditation or prayer or different things, mm-hmm. I know that I'm most connected when I have that feeling, that sense of like pressure is off my body. Yeah, the light. Yeah. Light. And I love in in our conversation coming back to again and again feeling how do you feel how do you feel how do you feel because i think that's a really important Mm -hmm. intuitive piece for people to hear as well your body always knows it knows like you're walking into you know your mother-in-law's house and everything about your body sort of Mm -hmm. shutting down or whatever but we force ourselves into these situations because that's what you know good girls are supposed to do and it's like you're breaking a covenant with your mm-hmm. own spirit because you mm-hmm. keep putting yourself in situations to please other people that you know are hurting you and you're denying that intuitive self. So it was only through having experiences like a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more that I really started to understand that God was so much bigger, like so times bigger. a gajillion than I was raised to believe. Yeah. And I think on some level, going back all the way, a lot of churches and a lot of religions want to separate us from our intuition. Separate? Yeah, right. (laughs) Because it's like, if you can trust your own inner wisdom, then you don't need to rely on God. And the truth is that that inner wisdom is God. It is God. (laughs) And that's what we're missing where we, like we, at least if you were raised how I was raised, like we've lost that thing. Yes. And the intuition is our guidance system. Mm. It's how God can communicate to us to keep us safe in life because life isn't easy. Yeah. And God knows that. Yeah. And that's why we were developed, created with the, with this intuition, this guidance system. So God could direct us. It's yeah. a compass. Yeah. And the, this manifests in the body. This was something we really wanted to talk about today because you and I both have experience with this really extensively of, and like, I want to say it very clearly. I just, Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, I want you to consider what if the pain you feel in your body, any of it, the toothache, the earache, the constant headaches, the lower back pain, the problems with your ankles, any pain in your body, what if it is emotional instead of physical. And this is the big piece that Rachel and I wanted to talk about is that we're so much more than just a physical body. We're so much more. We just have never been taught it. Right. And um, majority of the like the clients that I see, their pain, I want to say 90% of it is all emotional. Mm-hmm. All emotional. Right. And it's from trauma that was never healed or trauma that's been passed down. And it's, it's very important just when you when you have pain, just sit with it. Don't run from it. Just stay curious and just feel. Because that pain on the body also has its own consciousness. And so if you can just feel it, what is the message? All pain is, it's just a messenger. It's just try, it's knocking on the door, trying to get our attention, mm-hmm. that there's something more happening. Yeah. The, um, the first time I experienced this, and I've written about this and I've talked about this, but I had vertigo really bad for over a year. And 
I tried everything. I saw every doctor. I had brain scans done. I thought I had a brain tumor. Um, I just, this constant feeling of, you know, like couldn't walk straight, feeling dizzy, nauseous, the whole thing. And I went to this, um, I don't remember what it was called. He had like a ponytail and his office was filled with crystals. And this was about the time that I like, same time period as like the tarot card thing of, I was like, oh, I'm, this is evil. Like this man has crystals in his office. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing some, but I was so desperate. If that guy was like, I'll heal you with the blood of a spring chicken, I would be like, okay, let's make a ritual sacrifice. Let's go. <laughs> so desperate. <laughs> and he sat with me for two hours and just listened to me talk, kept asking questions, listened to me talk. And I just kept rambling, rambling. And all of a sudden he was like, stop, stop, stop. I know what's wrong. And basically explained to me like, oh, this has this is not physical in any way. Mm-hmm. This is emotional. Mm-hmm. He's like, all this whole time you've been talking, you're talking about feeling out of control. And he's like, I don't know if you realize how many times your hands have made the motion of like flipping in circles. And that's also what you're describing is happening in your head. Just- and he like, my brain, because ex- I felt the rightness of that. Mm-hmm. I had never had a doctor's appointment like that. But I, I knew in my soul that what he was saying was true. And I swear to you, by the time I got back to my car, my vertigo had dissipated by half after having it for a year. Isn't that wild? It was wild. It was gone within a week. Yeah. I worked with a lady who had really bad vertigo. And what was the message for her is that she was bending backwards for others. Oh, she yeah. Need, and then God kept telling her, you need to bend, bend forward for yourself. Ooh. It will put your crystals back in alignment in your ears. I needed to hear that too. I have a weird thing. I don't think I've ever talked to you about this. If I do something where my head goes back and yeah. upset, I am. It, I get the vertigo back. Yeah, it's if like don't bend backwards for others. I, like, bend forward. Right in like um, when I do yoga and stuff. When we have to do like different the bridge or the wheel or whatever, I'm like I'm sitting this one out. So I was like, ooh, I needed to hear that. That was a good. Isn't one. that wild? Yeah. If someone's listening to this and they're like okay, sure. I don't get it. Like explain to me mm-hmm. how I can even figure out besides sitting with it. And I let's sit on that for a second. It definitely inside of American culture, we take medicine for everything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really understand this until I started dating a European who was like, whoa, this is wild. Like how much ibuprofen you take, how much, like this is, do you know how bad that is for your gut? Do you understand, you know, and I, until I had a different perspective, I was like, well, what do you do when you have a headache? And he's like, I I just drink water. I stretch, I get a massage. I like try and figure out why I have the headache. I don't. Mm -hmm. So that blew my mind. And I realized how often I don't sit with the pain because I treat the symptom immediately. I'm like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. Give me a pill to make it go away. So if someone is like, I don't understand what you mean by how do, how do I sit with the pain? Okay. So yeah, because it's a little overwhelming, especially when you're in pain like that. It can be so overwhelming. You just want someone just, just something fix me, right? But within that pain, there's going to be an emotion. So if you can just sink into that pain, the very first thing that surfaces feel it, Mm. whether it's fear, anger, grief, helplessness, whatever it is, is just feel it and just stay curious with it. But I think it'd be great for us to give them, the audience, like just examples of why pain manifests where it does. Right. So like headaches are a lot, you're too much in your thoughts. 
You need to get back into your heart. Right. So the head is trying to get your attention. Okay, time to get out of the head. Get back into your heart. Yeah. You're too much in the thoughts. I'm going to, I'm grabbing this book too. Yeah. I, I do want to reference this. If you're like, I just want to give every level of journey because I do know that there's going to be people who are more analytical. Correct. So um, Louise Hay wrote about this pretty extensively in her book, You Can Heal Your Life. And then um, there's a book I really love called The Secret Language of Your Body by Ina Siegel. Oh, look, my throat started mm-hmm. doing something weird too. Um, the Secret <laughs> Language of Your Body by Ina Siegel. And I really love this. It will talk you through the opening chapters, really talk you through energetically what's in your body, how to heal it through meditation and prayer. And then I love it because the end is like, a, I was telling Kimberly, it's like a, um, like a recipe book. So whatever the index at the end is like ulcers, um, varicose veins, thrush mouth, throat chakra, like whatever you're dealing with, there's it's in the back and you can just go right to the page and it'll tell you. So like, let's look something up. Okay. That's a great book too. I will tell you, I, I told Kimberly this morning, I was um, feeling frustrated with my partner last night <laughs> and I got an earache and I never get earaches. I haven't had an earache since I was a little kid. And this morning I was like, ooh, I want to look up what that means. So in this book, The Secret Language of Your Body, earache says feeling judged or judging others, not listening to your own insight or wisdom, not wanting to hear what's being said, trying to block other people out, feeling like others want to control you, blame, frustration, anger, misunderstanding, arguments. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, fine. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So when I read it, such a good book. Yeah. When I when I read it, basically I'll read the and I'm like, oh, I see how this thing was happening, and I just feel like even you being willing to consider that it's an emotion instead of a physical ailment is so powerful. It's insane. I mean, that's what that's what healed my whole body Mm -hmm. is when I started addressing the emotions, and I've worked with client after client, patient after patient on this and like lower back pain. I see that a lot in men. It's very common in men. That one's like, um, that's a a really famous Louise Hay one. Lower back pain is lack, scarcity. And not feeling supported. Yes. yes. So if if you don't feel supported, what's going to give out your back? Yeah, that's so real. It's so real. And like you've worked with me a ton on um, my left ankle. I had a lot of problems with my ankle and that was... um, like feeling like I was on the wrong path. Yep. And the left side of your body is your feminine energy. Not trusting your yeah, intuition, yeah. Yes, your feminine yes. energy. You've worked with me a ton on my jaw and like my throat chakra, which was like all day long. I th- I'm I'm guessing a lot of women have throat chakra stuff from not being able to speak their truth. Exactly. Yeah. It's really so men, they're it's really common in their low back. Women is a lot in the neck. The neck, yes. the shoulders, yes. the traps, yeah. not being able to speak your truth, not being able to express yourself. And if you're in a relationship or in a situation where you can't express yourself, or even when you were your child that wasn't healed, it will manifest into tightness in the neck, sore throat, coughs, colds, neck tension, shoulder tension, all of it. Right. I, You know, I'm thinking too, like in going on this journey myself, and learning so much, um, it's really helped me to be a better mom because I am aware now when the kids are having pain to go deeper. So I had this happen with one of my sons, I don't know, like a month ago. He had been 
in great health and woke up the next morning and was just like so sick to his stomach. Like, I'm like, does he have a 24-hour flu? Does he have COVID? Like, I don't know what's going on. And I just had this instinct because I was like, he was great yesterday. And some, and so I said, you know, I gave him like wellness formula, which is my favorite. Do you ever take wellness formula? I don't. Oh, you probably don't because you're so zen with the world you never get. <laughs> wellness formula is this like, um, it's a supplement that's like garlic. It's like a million things. Everything. It's so good. It tastes terrible. And I swear by it. So whenever uh-huh. my kids are feeling a little iffy or if we've been kind of exposed to a lot of germs, I'll just take some yeah. wellness. So I'm like, I'm going to give them wellness. But I just had this instinct. And I was like, hey, what's going on? Let's just talk. Talking, talking, talking. And then it in in the conversation, I found out something that was really bothering him emotionally and that was making him feel really anxious and unsure. And I was like, you know, buddy, sometimes um, our emotions will make our body feel a certain way. You know, we'll, you know, so I was guiding him through this and he's a teenager. So he's like, okay, mom. Um, <laughs> but we talked through a bunch of stuff and I swear to you within hours, I mean, he had a fever, he had chills, he had the whole thing, yep. his whole body was expressing to me that he had the flu. And within a few hours, 100% health again. It was like he just needed to talk about how he was feeling. And I think that's really hard for a teenage boy because he's like, I'm not supposed to be feeling this way. Yeah. That was a big lesson. So it's, Mm -hmm. I think it's something really powerful for, because there's so many moms that listen to this and some dads too, that when we heal these things in ourselves, we can really learn to teach our kids. And that's what I share with all my clients like my moms, my mom clients, is that if you're not healed within yourself, it's going to reflect externally. So what we feel internally will always reflect externally. So the the more you become one with yourself, heal yourself, become back in your body, you're going to notice a shift in your own children. Mm-hmm. It is huge. You said this to me once when I was like, oh, do you ever work with kids? And you were like, yeah, but honestly, if you want to heal a kid, heal the mom or heal the parent. Heal the parent. Yeah. Like if the parent gets healing, it will trickle down. And I feel like that is so real in our lives. I think too, I never could imagine a world. I look back now and think of like how much medicine I used to take. Like Just like ibuprofen Mm -hmm. and pain pills. It it's got something's got to be like very wrong for me Mm. to resort to that just because I've learned that it the pain actually will dissipate. Yeah. If I don't, I just was raised that like you feel a pain, treat it. You know. So that was a huge learning for me, which is so much better for my physical body to not be taking medicine that I don't need unnecessarily. And it's just communicating with yourself and. we're becoming very disassociated from ourselves. We, when we first started chatting about this idea, I think it's funny too. And I think it's worth saying like, Kimberly and I were going to get coffee today. We were just like going to be friends to go get coffee. <laughs> and then we were texting about, because we're nerds, <laughs> we're texting about body and whatever. And I'm like, oh, this book. And she's like, oh, this book. And then I was like, oh man, I think, what was it last, yesterday? I sent a note and I'm like, dude, will you record a podcast with me? We'll still get coffee, but will you record a podcast? I think we're supposed to talk about this. And one of the things, um, we want to talk about pain in the body, but for a while, we've been talking about this idea that women, so many of the women that I've worked with and that you work with, don't know how to trust themselves 
mm-hmm. and that they also feel like other people are going to be the answer for what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. So and will you talk about what you found with your clients? Sorry. It's very, what I'm seeing this common theme is that they're going externally for healing when they need to remember that no one, only you can heal yourself and God. Right. That, okay. It's very This important. was a huge, huge, huge lesson for me over the last year and continues to be, I hope to like evolve to a place where I just mm-hmm. like have this all the time is that nothing externally can heal. is the answer. Nothing. It's all in us. Yes. When I work with my clients, it's, I'm not, honestly, I'm not doing any healing on them. I'm just guiding them to their own self-healing because yeah. only they can heal themselves and only God can heal them. You're so right because the thing I loved about you the first time I had a session with you is that you didn't tell me any answers ever. Mm-hmm. You never said like, oh, it's that, you know, like if you went to a psychic or something, they'd be like, here's what's coming. You don't do that. You keep asking questions. It's like, uh, this is exactly how I describe you to people. You are like going to a therapist who's like so spiritually aligned that the spiritual is part of the therapy. So you just ask questions to help at least me. Yeah figure out on my own what's going on. It's almost like you're teaching clients how to have exactly. intuition. Okay, I've just um, made the connection. Good job, Rachel. <laughs> it's only taken me like two years. That's what it is. Yes, I'm teaching them to that that they can also trust themselves. Yeah. But if I tell them the issue, look, it's this, 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 this. Like I'll put little nuggets, drop little seeds, but... If they don't go through the experience, they're not, I'm taking the, on their, their responsibility. Mm. So in order for them to grow this intuition, to trust themselves, they need to take responsibility for their healing. Yeah, that's so because good. Because sometimes they put their healing on others, expect these others to heal them. Uh-uh, I'm sorry, hate to say this. They're not going to heal you. Only you are going to heal yourself and the higher self. Right. Right. And I I was telling Kim this morning that um, the line that the most people have come up to me over the years and said, like, this line changed my life Uh, uh, thousands of times, DMs and emails and letters and stopping me at the airport still happens today, even though I wrote that book in 2017, which was the line, if you're unhappy, that's on you. And most women will say that when they read it, the first feeling they feel is pissed off. <laughs> There's like, who does this biatch think she is to tell me that I the reason I'm unhappy is me? Because they're like, my ex-husband and this and my parents and society and all of these things. And it's not saying, I'm not implying that external circumstances don't contribute to what you go through in life, but that you have to take ownership of your experience. And I think that that was the most powerful lesson I've learned to date. Maybe it's the most powerful lesson I'll ever learn is that however I'm feeling is about what's happening inside of me. It is not ever about an external person, Mm -hmm. an external situation. It is always like, okay, what have I decided that this means? What's my ego's talking here? What is it telling me? What It's always inside myself. And this will go into what we're talking about at the beginning, knowing what is ego. If you're looking externally and blaming the external, 
you have just now dropped into your ego because mm. that's separation. Yes. If you want to know the truth, which it's going to piss you off at first, that's okay. Accept it. <laughs> if you want to know the truth, get back internally. Yeah. Because everything we feel internally will reflect externally. Right. And so externally, it's like what you see externally, all it is is teaching you something deeper within yourself internally you need to face yes. and heal. Yes. Fear is not the right word. I think what's really driven me to heal on so many levels is I am watching, I have these examples in my life of people, we all do, yeah. of people who are not doing the healing. And I really do think, you know, disease, the word disease is dis-ease. Mm -hmm. So if you don't heal these things inside of you, I think they start out as little pokes and prods yes, and then the pain's a little bit more and it's a little bit more. And then ultimately they can manifest in ways that kill you, that rob you of your life, that um, are so hurtful. And I'm, I think of family members I have that have so much anger inside of them. Yeah. Like, like it mm -hmm. is eating them alive how angry they are. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm like, man, you live every day of your life, you're in your 70s, mm -hmm. and you are living every day of your life with this much anger and this much fear. And I'm looking yeah. at the physical manifestation in their and body. You can see it. Oh my gosh. It, it's in this one client I worked with, Rachel. She had so much anger in her heart chakra. Mm. And it was from a divorce she had 10 years ago. And she came to see me to do my other method, fascial stretch therapy. But when I was working on her, she had this knot in her middle of her back and she said, it's been here for 10 years and this knot will not go away. The massage, nothing will get this knot away. And then I was like, well, you're pretty pissed off at your ex-husband. And I told her, I was like, she, we worked with it. But what she came down to is like, if she doesn't forgive him, this not, it will not go away. It's like a stab in the back. Yes. And that's how it oh, manifested. Oh, wow. And then once we'd worked, did our session, we went back to her, her back. Not was completely gone. Yeah, that's the thing. I've experienced this with you. Yeah. Where like, when, maybe like our second or third session, yeah. you touched my jaw or my neck and I started coughing and choking. I mm -hmm. couldn't catch my breath for a long time. And then we worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. And then at the end of our session, you touched it again and it there was no nothing was there and so i've experienced a physical like attention and those sort of things leaving that Just leaving fast. the body it's yeah. crazy it will leave that quick and the i never saw that lady for like 2 years and i always thought i was like i wonder if that knot ever came back i happened to run into her no way out of nowhere and she's like kimberly You'll never believe it. that knot is still gone. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's crazy. That's like how quickly stab you in the back thing. Yeah. Oof. Yep. That's so. But that just also shows, gives people hope that the body can heal very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. It's the more that I learn, the more I understand we don't know anything. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. <laughs> We're not like no one's teaching us correctly. We are so powerful. We mm -hmm. are. A big one that I've been thinking a lot about this year is this idea that energetically we are with people all the time. Like I, when I was doing my meditation this morning, I was energetically wrapping my boys and 
and love and light mm-hmm. and all of those things because they're at camp. And I don't, I know for a fact that that energy hit their body. And at, it was like, as soon as I had this understanding that we are, we're all connected to God and we're all connected to each other, mm-hmm. that we believe that like a, from a physic, you need to be physically present with someone to like mm-hmm. energetically be with someone. And, um, I have this happen all the time where like someone will pop into my brain or my yeah. heart and I'll dedicate sort of a meditation to them and they'll call me. I haven't talked to them in six months. And they're like, oh, I just was feeling you today. And no, I'm like, I oh, I bet this. you were. <laughs> um, I just, we don't, there's so much out there. And in the rest, I will seek the rest of my life and I'll barely scratch the surface of of all that we're able to know or how yeah. powerful our bodies and our spirits mm-hmm. and energetically, vibrationally, all of those things. We're just barely learning what's possible. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.